2, verse 15. If you got it, you can stand. If you don't have it, you can stand. Take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines. For our vines have tender grapes. Life is full, and we're going to kind of get into what this scripture means, but life is full of small problems. What we do with each of these small problems will determine the options of our future. It's the little things in our lives. You know, we fast and we pray over the big decisions, but I'm afraid that a lot of times we overlook the small things in life that can eventually grow and multiply and pull us down spiritually. So with the Lord's help here this morning, I'd like to preach on the little foxes. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for all that you've done for us. God, we pray, Lord, that you would just... uh, uh, Bring everybody back. Heal heal who needs to be healed. Those that are traveling, bring them back safely. But Lord, we know, God, that today is a day that you've given to these that are here. We pray, God, that you would speak to your congregation here today, God. Lord, we pray, God, that as you give this to me last night and this morning, God, that I'd be able to deliver it as you've given it to me. And God, we're depending on you and leaning upon your anointing this morning. And Lord, let this service end in such a way that it would bring glory to your name. Hallelujah. Oh, God, that people would leave this service knowing, God, that they've come in contact with you. And, God, we want you, Lord, to get the glory out of everything that's done here today. In your name we pray. The church said amen. You can be seated. So last night I had a dream. and I felt like God wanted me to change gears this morning and designate this sermon to a topic given to me Uh, uh, last night and this morning while I was meditating on this. And in this dream, I was busy about my business in what seemed to be a backyard. There were two others that that were there with me. From beside a tree in this backyard, it was kind of a fenced backyard, and from beside this tree that was in this backyard, leaped out a snake. I didn't, it was, it was just a little old gardener snake. And so I really didn't, you know, want to kill the snake. And so what I'd done is, is I, I just insinuated to those that were with me, the two that were with me, just let it alone, let it be. However, I found myself not being able to focus on the business at hand because this pesky little snake kept coming after me. I woke up with one thought this morning. Why didn't I just kill the snake? So I want to, today to, for you to, to, to kind of get where I'm coming from here. As we were in this backyard... Now, keeping in mind, this is a dream that I was having. So one person said, the only good snake is a dead snake. See, you hear some amens from that. Other people will say, well, if it's, you know, they'll take care of the, the other, you know, uh, uh, problems, you know, with, 
with mice and different things like that. So leave the good snakes. Everybody's got different opinions. You hear the amens on that one too? So you got opinions over here that are saying, uh, you know, if it's a snake, it needs to be dead. Other opinions saying that, you know, so, but, but as I was dreaming, I was looking at this, this snake leaps out, he comes after, I say, hey, this, it's a small snake, okay? It's, a, it's, it's, it's not poisonous, all right? So just let the snake be. But here's what the problem was. As I was continuing, Brother Gaither, to work on what I was needing to work on, that pesky little snake kept coming by and trying to bite me. And so there I was, not able to do what I needed to do. You see where I'm going with this now? Not able to do what I needed to do, not because of, you know, some bear attack or some, you know, poisonous viper or some, you know, uh, uh, big time problem, you know, that was, but it was just a simple little problem. It was a little snake. It wasn't even poisonous, but I just, you know, I, I, I don't care if it's poisonous or not. I don't really want to get bit by a snake. You know what I mean? So basically I just said, you know what? I just let it go. Let it be. And then I found myself in my dream running around the yard, trying to get done what I needed to get done, the business that was at hand, but I could not do it because of this pesky little snake. So this is where we're at here today, and this is what I felt like that the Lord woke me up with last night. The scripture in Song of Solomon goes right along with what I'm talking about here. It lets us know that the little foxes are the ones that spoil the vine. It's the small things in our lives that we don't take care of, that we just simply allow to go on. You know those things that really nobody notices. We wouldn't really call them sins in our lives. They're just kind of pesky things that we allow to, you know, feelings maybe towards someone else. Come on now. You know what I'm talking about. You know, just little things hidden that nobody can see. Things that we've got hidden in our homes or things we got hidden on our phones or things that we, come on now, you know where I'm coming from? Not necessarily sins, just maybe something that's a distraction to us. And so that's where I want to come from this morning, all right? So there are a few things I would like to bring out about these little foxes today. And as we take a deeper look into this scripture, and this is where I want you to get here today, the vineyards are in bloom. The romance of this talking about here in Song of Solomon's beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, book of the Bible here, that explains relationships. And we see here the romance is alive and it's growing and it's and, and, and preparing uh, uh, to bear fruit, all right? The beloved desires the foxes to be rounded up and destroyed. All potential threats to their relationship must be removed. 
What are you talking about, Brother Jared? I'm telling you that here they have an awesome relationship that's trying to do good. It's trying to get where it needs to be, but yet it's trying to get to the place where it can be fruitful. But there's something, the little things and the little foxes that are coming in that are causing problems. You know, we could actually make this a marriage seminar here today and just simply talk about some of the dumb stuff that we allow. Am I allowed to say that? Some of the dumb stuff that we allow to come inside of our marriage and mess up our marriages. But as we look even further than that in other relationships, we allow between our, our uh, uh, relationship with friends. It's just little things that if we would take care of and we would, we would, you know, just confront somebody and just have a conversation, it would, but then as we dig a little bit deeper into this, we find that our greatest relationship, our, our, our biggest, our, our, our most awesome love towards our God, we also allow little things, church, to come in and, and to, and to eat at and, and to distract and to pull us away from the relationship that God has for us. I want you to know here today, there's a plan that God has for us. There's a work for us to do for his kingdom. And when we get distracted from God's kingdom, all the nothing is getting done. Here we are being chased around by those simple little distractions in our lives. And I'm going to tell you something. One of your greatest values, matter of fact, what I feel like the greatest value of your life is every second that you allow to tick away. And I'm going to tell you, if you spend your time, young adults, being distracted by the things that are trying to come in between you and your wife, in between you and your husband, in between you and your friends, in between you and your family of the church, in between you and your God, and you allow those things to come in and to distract you, you're going to look back one day and say, man, I really wish that I would have spent that most valuable commodity that I had, that time doing what God had called me to do, being the husband that I need to be, being the parent that I need to be, bringing my measure of faith to my church and to my community. God, help us not to be distracted by the little foxes. Hallelujah. Little foxes that spoil the vine. So here we see it's the little things. The little things overlooked that often spoil things of value. The beloved wants her lover, Solomon, to address and remove all dangers, obstacles, and threats to their love. As they pay attention to the Little things. The lovers will continue to pursue marriage and intimacy. Did you hear what that? Did you hear that? So he's addressing. So she's telling Solomon, I want you to address and remove, listen to this, all dangers, obstacles, and threats to our love. Hallelujah. Man, that's pretty awesome right there. Then he goes on and he says, as they pay attention to the little things, the lovers will continue to pursue 
marriage and intimacy. And as we look at the little things, we find that, yes, it is the negative things that pull us away. But when we start paying attention to the little things and making the positive choices, somebody said, you know, a note really doesn't mean that much, right? I'm going to tell you something. A little note in the morning to the wife goes a long way. Amen? Man, you might, you guys must be tired this morning. I need to pull my ladder out again. I want to encourage you here today. You know, it's those little things. Somebody got a, got a wife mad at him and said, what's, what's going on? You didn't text me today. You see what I'm saying? When you start paying attention and making the, the right choices to or the right choices, all of a sudden those little right choices begin to make a difference too, don't they? So it can go both ways. We have to be careful. Take care of those little things. All right, so the little foxes. What do we find out about little foxes? Little foxes disrupt. We know, you guys know a story in the Bible about foxes? Some of them getting, getting tied together. Sent out and destroying the crop of a nation. Wow. It's a pretty big thing. Oh, Samson took those foxes, tied them together, sent them out, and they Philistines weren't too happy about that. I'm going to tell you something. These little foxes disrupt. That's point number one. Little foxes disrupt. There are certain things that are not sin in our lives. However, they are disrupting our ability to be fruitful. Did you hear that? They're disrupting us. They're, they're, they're causing problems. They're distracting us from being fruitful and, being, and living up to the potential that God has called us to live up to. Certain things that are just simply pulling us back, that are, that are uh, idling us, Throttling us. How do, am I right about saying idling? I don't, I don't know much about cars. All right, It's causing, we're not, we're, we're governed. There we go. We're governed. All right, we only go a certain mile an hour. You know what I mean? Then it's, that's what they do to us. That's those little foxes, guys, that just simply the little distractions in our lives that are keeping us back from living to what God has called us to. All of a sudden, you're not able to get into the service like you used to. There's something that's holding you back. All of a sudden, instead of you going like you usually do and talking to that certain somebody or, or, or that person at the gas station or that person down here at, 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 the, at the local grocery store, you're distracted by something that's in your life. Not, not necessarily wrong. Not necessarily. I remember Dad told me one time whenever he first became pastor, uh, he said that he was, he was uh, actually put sports down, didn't read a, a newspaper, sports page, or anything for a while. He said, just simply because it was distracting him. I want to ask you here today, what's distracting you? What's causing you to be held back from...
from what God desires for you, the, the, the level that God desires you. To. I wonder what would happen to you as an individual if you would put those things aside. Hallelujah. All of those disruptions and those distractions and give your, your full self to God. Oh, and say, God, do with me what you will. I wonder how you could be used in your community. I wonder how you could be used at your job. I wonder how you could be used in a church service if when you came in, God had your full focus. Hallelujah. God, help us today not to be satisfied with living down here when God says, sir, you should be up here. Hallelujah. Help us here today not to be throttled, not to be governed by those little foxes. Hallelujah. So small things, small things. Little foxes disrupt. But I want to also tell you that little foxes grow. That's point number two. Little foxes grow. Little foxes don't stay little forever. Amen? They grow. They get bigger. And I'm going to tell you something. There's been things in my life that before I've allowed to just simply just hold back, just not really take care of, and all of a sudden they begin to fester. You know what I mean? Those little things, they begin to fester. Those little things, they begin to just get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, just simple little things that you really shouldn't get aggravated about. You know what I mean? And then the wife comes home and you blow up. Amen? Come on now. Don't you look at me that way. I know I'm the only one who's done that. Just the little things, the small things that we allow to just, I want to tell you something. Those small foxes, they grow. They get bigger. All right? Those small things that we really shouldn't let bother us get bigger. And then, and then all of a sudden, we're, we're going from certain things that aren't centered in our lives that, that are disrupting and, and, and these certain things that when we come to church that you know we can't really get in like we need to because there's something that's there that's distracting our mind or distracting our spirit. And, and, and now you move from a small problem to a large problem that you can't seem to see through or over or around. As a matter of fact, it's the only thing that you look at Hallelujah. It's the only thing that you see. You come to church and you can't get in because it's the only thing that you're focused on. Somebody on this side, Mattis. Somebody on this side. Somebody back here, Mattis. Somebody up here. Come on now. It's just the little snake that's, that's coming around chasing you at first. I can still get in. I can still be a Christian. I can still come to church. I can still this. I can still that. And all of a sudden, it becomes to get bigger. You start questioning, is this person really saved? Is this, is this, just, is this whole thing just a, a, a sham? Is it just hypocrisy? Is it, you know, and, and a lot of people leave the church because of just something that was small, that could have gotten taken care of, but never really gotten confronted and because of that they end up leaving and a lot of times it's not just the church but they leave Christianity in general and say well it's you know I don't want to be go to church with a bunch of hypocrites the problem is is that you're going to end up somewhere else with them God help us 
here today to realize that little foxes disrupt. Little foxes don't stay little forever. They grow. And then my last point here of the little foxes, little foxes grow and birth other little foxes. They have other little foxes, amen? Did you know that? Foxes have foxes, don't they? You know, I, uh, me and Bob here has been, probably, I don't know, five, six years ago. We had went down here and, and mowed this down here. I don't know if you remember that, Bob. We went down and I think we brush hogged it or whatever down here. And then, and then we went down and we picked up rocks and, man, we got it looking good. And then he went out there the next year and went and done it again, came up. And I, I came down there with my little, my little uh, mower. He came up with that big mower and said, man, Jared, he said, I don't. He said it seems like that, that we've got more rocks this year than we did last year. It seems like that rocks grow. And I want to tell you something. Here in, in Missouri, they do. Just exposed, just you know, continually being exposed. I want you to understand, one of the main things about being able to live this life is to know that there are going to be problems in this life. And yeah, you may be in a church, and you may be in a Christian family, and you may, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to have any problems. What you need to make up in your mind right now is that, yes, there are going to be problems. Yes, people are human. Brother Jared is going to make mistakes. I know it's hard to believe, but he is going to make mistakes. I'm just playing with you. But I'm going to tell you, yeah, we're going to make mistakes. But if we sit around and look at all of our mistakes all the time, we're never going to be able to make it in unity as a church and make a difference in our community the way that God has called us to make a difference. God, help us to realize that we're allowing little foxes to come into our lives, into our minds and hearts, and into our spirits and divide. God, help us here today to ask the question that I did whenever I woke up. Jared, why didn't you just kill the snake? Why didn't you just take care of it instead of just letting it chase you around all the time? Help us here today to realize that one little problem, you got a problem with Brother Jared about one thing, then the next service you'll have another problem with him. Amen? Before long, you know, you go about a dozen services, you're going to have a dozen problems. Because foxes produce foxes. Amen? They multiply. Hallelujah. And the unity that God's called us to can be divided when we allow little things to come in and to divide. So, one of my biggest fears greatest fears. Is that how you say it? We had termites in my house here. It's been a while back. And we've done the treatment and all that stuff. I don't know how long it lasts, but we probably have to do it again. But I can't stand termites. Just destructive little things. Termites live. I want you to hear this. I've done a little, little bit of research on this this morning. Termites live in colonies, meaning that they're social insects. When your house has a termite infestation, it means that the termites have formed a colony in one of the foundation uh, any or any structure of the house. Termites forage almost 
at a constant basis and can spread, listen to this, up to 150 feet around one colony. It doesn't take long for termites to nest. And an infestation can, can take place, listen to this, within a time span of, mere, of, of a mere few days. You can have an infestation like that. A few days. Somebody said, man, that just, whew, I got to go home and spray for termites. Colonies will send out winged reproductive termites. Ooh, I've seen those before. To start out new colonies. The termites will begin forming a colony as soon as a suitable environment presents itself. Oh, son. As soon as a suitable... So what are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you here today that, a, that, a, that termites will come into a place. Within a few days, it can happen like that. And all of a sudden, here they are. They've got a colony set up. That is what? Contagious. So all of a sudden you see this person and now they're going, it's not enough that they've got the little foxes or the termites or whatever you want to call it, but now they want to go over here to that person and then they want to go to that person and then to that person. You see what I'm saying? And so all of a sudden there's, there is a colony set up here and then there's a colony set up in that group. And then there's a colony set up in that group. And, 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 and it can reach, it says, 150 yards or whatever feet. And I want you to know here today that this is contagious. What are you saying, Brother Jared? I, I, if you've got a problem, if there's a, if there's a situation in your life that's eating at you, take care of it. Don't go and talk to the wrong people about it. Go and talk to the right people about it and get it taken care of. Go to a staff member. Go to a mentor. Don't go to somebody who's a teammate that's doing good spiritually, that's trying to live for God, and then plant something into them that's going to eat. Them. Oh, come on, somebody. Don't be that person who's going to go over and cause problems with somebody else and then go to this one and that one. And before you know it, the church is in an uproar. And before you know it, the community's not getting help. And before you know it, the Spirit of God does not have His liberty in this church. I want you to know here today that God has not called us into division. God has called us into unity and once we start living the way that we need to live and get all the junk out that we need to get out my God I want you to know there's no telling what God can do with somebody who gets rid of the foxes focuses on God hallelujah glory to God working together in unity that's the way that God designed it to be Hallelujah. Those little problems, temptations, distractions, disruptions, whatever you want to call them, will not stop on their own. They're designed to spread. So that means you've got to step in and do something. Kill your snake. Say these things. I won't ignore my foxes. Hallelujah. I won't ignore my foxes. I'm not going to be chased around by little problems because little problems grow to big problems and multiple problems. But i got something that needs to be taken care of. Number one, I'll take it to God. 
I think we've lost that art. Help us, Lord. Number two, I'll take it to, to, to somebody who's a staff member in authority. Hallelujah. I won't ignore my foxes, and I won't raise your foxes. The Bible says, iron shop sharpeneth iron. It says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. I want you to know something. Sometimes if somebody comes to you, it's okay to look them right in their eyes and say, you're wrong. Or you need to go take care of this. Or you know what? Me and you right now, we're going to go over and talk. Or I'm going to make a phone call. Hallelujah. I talked to young people here a while back, and I told them, drama, drama, drama. If we got drama, if you got drama, let me tell you a way to deal with it. Somebody call you or somebody talk to you, you go ahead and, and tell them, okay, uh, thanks for telling me. I'm going to go take care of it now. And you go to the authority enough times or make the phone call enough times to make it right and to fix it, if they're going to want to continue to, to have the drama, then guess what? You're going to be part of it anymore. Amen? So I want to encourage you here today. When somebody comes to you with something, you know, it said here in this, this uh, uh, termite infestation that it looks for a suitable environment. That termite is looking around. Now, I want you to know that the enemy, our enemy, is looking around somewhere that he can plant himself. God help us not to give him room and board. Amen? Hallelujah. So I'm not going to ignore my foxes. I won't raise your foxes. So there's a few things that I want to bring out here before we get to our conclusion. Identify, and I know this is, a little bit of teaching here today. Is this all right? Is this helping anybody here today? I hope it is. The Lord woke me up with this last night. Identify your problems, but give your power and energy to solutions. Woo! Give your energy and your power to solutions. Do not blame the world. Find a solution. Another man said, impossible only means that you haven't found a solution yet. And then my last one here, the measure of success is not whether you have a tough problem to deal with, but whether it is the same problem you had last year. Amen? Is it the same problem you had last year? What are you telling me, Brother Jared? Notice these three quotes in the beginning talking about what? Solutions. That's what we're looking for. So we don't, we don't go out looking for problems. We know they're going to be there. What do we do? We're looking for solutions. That's what our energy and our power is on. That's what our focus is on. If somebody presents a problem, then we get into problem-solving mode, and we begin to look for a solution for that problem. Oh, God, help us here today. I want you to know, if you're going to somebody, and you're presenting them with the problem, and all they're doing is making the problem bigger or harder on you, find somebody else to take your problem to that will help you solve your problem. Hallelujah. Solution is what you're looking for. Oh, but Brother Jared, it's just small. It's just a little thing. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says this. Wherefore, seeing we are all also are capaci 
about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside, listen to this, every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and set down on the right hand or the right throne of right hand of the throne of God. Now, I want you to hear what this says in the Amplified Version. Therefore, then, you see, I want to bring this out real quick, and then we'll do the Amplified Version. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin. What are you talking about, Brother Jerry? Let us get rid of all the little foxes, the little weights, the little distractions, the little disruptions. Let us lay aside those things. Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth. Listen to this, ready? Let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance unnecessary or unnecessary weight. Everybody say unnecessary weight. And that sin which so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to and entangles us and let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence to appointed course of the race that is set before us. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then the kicker to it all is this. Are you ready for this? Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, what's the key, Brother Jared? I'm going to tell you what the key is here today. Keep your focus. Hallelujah. Keep your focus on God. Keep your focus on Jesus. When you start looking around at other people, when you start looking around all oh, the things that this world is offering you, what are you going to find? Disruption? What are you going to find? Distraction? What are you going to find? Destruction? I want you to know here today the only only way that you're going to be able to live to God's potential through you, the only way that you're going to be able all oh, to get done what needs to get done, like I needed to in that backyard in that dream, the only way it's going to get done, church, is when we lay aside the weights, the distractions, or oh, when we peel off that thing that is holding us back, hallelujah, when we get rid of the encumbrance, hallelujah, or oh, when we peel off anything that is going to hinder us from living the way that God has intended us to live and say now I can worship you with the freedom and with the liberty that you have designed me to worship you with. Stand all across the building. Let's lift our hands and worship a God that's worthy to be praised here today. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Oh, what are you telling me? Let us strip off 
and throw aside that unnecessary weight. Oh, Brother Jared, it's not a sin. I can still do it and be saved. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying you're going to hell over one thing or the other. But I'm telling you here today, I don't want to just slide into heaven. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, come on. Somebody help me here. I don't want to just slide into heaven. Oh, I want to bust in. Hallelujah. I want the gates of hell to be saying, thank God, Jared Davis the first is out of this world. We don't have to worry about him anymore. What are you saying, Brother Jared? I'll listen to your pastor here today. I want you to know that there's a potential that God has for you to live up to. Let's lay aside whatever is holding us back and live up to the potential that God has for us. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord. Lord, we're so grateful, Lord, for all that you've done for us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So many times, God, we've allowed distractions, little foxes, God, all little things, Lord, to distract us from living to our full potential in you. Oh, God, I pray, Lord, right now, Lord, that you'd move upon this congregation. Lord, it's no accident, Lord. Oh, God, that they're here this morning. Lord, you're speaking into their hearts. You woke me up last night with this dream to tell somebody, oh, that it's time to lay aside, to strip off those things that are holding you back so that you can live up to the potential that God has for you. God, I pray right now, Lord, that you speak into every heart that's here. And Lord, help us to evaluate ourselves this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, God, help us to check ourselves this morning. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. God, and to lay aside and to get rid of anything that would hold us back from doing what you have called us to do in this world. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm just going to get real with you here today, church. We've already got some that have come down to this altar. But I'm going to ask you here today, if you've been holding something against someone else, I'm going to ask you to come to this altar and give it to God here today. Oh, Brother Jared, that's pretty confident. Don't, don't you want to just have us come down here and kneel around the altar in a general? Well, we will here in a minute. But I want to give somebody an opportunity to make a proclamation. Oh, that I'm getting rid of all of these things that the devil has been trying to place into my life. Oh, so that I can live on the liberty that God has for me. If that's you here today and you say, Brother Jared, oh, there's been something that the devil's been working on me on. Maybe it's somebody else here in this church. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it was something that was done to you when you were uh, just a child. Oh, but I want you to know here today, you can live with the liberty that you need to when you get rid of the foxes that are in your life. I'm asking you to come. Would you come down to this altar here? Oh, hallelujah. Would you come? I'm just going to pause for just a few moments to give somebody the opportunity. There are those that have come. Yes, here's another. Would somebody else come here this morning and say, Brother Jared, I know that I've allowed for little foxes to come in. And if I'm not careful, I, it's going to grow in my life. Yes, there's another. Would somebody else come here today? God, give me this last night, church. Also, oh, that somebody could walk out of this building living in the liberty that God has for you to live in, living to the potential that God has for you. Oh, would you come? 
Would you come? Just going to wait a few more moments. Would you come down to this altar here today? Yes, hallelujah. Is there anybody else that'd like to come here this morning and say, Brother Jared, I'm getting, I'm stripping myself of the weights that Satan has been all nagging at me with. Oh, all the weights that Satan's been holding me back. One more time, I'm going to make this altar call and ask if you'd come. One more time. Would you come? Hallelujah. Would you come? Church, look around you. Hallelujah. People up here praying. There's probably some that need to come down here and bow and pray. Oh, but what I'm asking you to do is to be a friend here. I'm asking you to be a help to somebody. Look around and see if there's somebody you can connect with here and lay your hand on and pray with. And if you can, I'd like for those all who are blood-bought, 